Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. You've turned to the right station. If you're interested in the Bible, in theology, in Christian apologetics, this is the place to be. WLQV at this particular time with Pastor Moss and Eli. That's right behind the mic on the other side uh, and uh, ready to go. Uh, he's, he's, he's doing his hair back. I know his hair's got to do with it, but I guess he has to look good, even though we can't see him. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, welcome to the program. And uh, do I have a challenge? Of course. I always have to have something to keep you going, and I've got tons of stuff we can talk about. Uh, so I will be dealing with my subject, but before I even get to mine, Bottom line is, any question you have about the Word of God, about theology, about Christian living, uh, about the kingdom of the cults, all you've got to do is give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And I'm not saying that I can answer absolutely everything, because I can't. All I can do is the best I can. But if I don't have it for you today, I can get it for you later, but uh, give me a try. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. So now, after I've got that out of the way, that's right, you guys can call me anytime you want with any question you have. Uh, Regardless of what my subject is, uh, you might want to turn this uh, uh, show in your own direction. I'll let you do that for a while. I'm able to deal with your questions and then get back to what I'm dealing with, so it's no problem at all. The only thing I do need you to do is listen and to call. And that number, once again, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. So, I'm about to ask you a simple question, a straightforward question, a question that, well, this is the kind of question that may be a little extra-biblical information can help you. By that, I mean history and something like that. But actually, actually, you really should be able to answer this question with the Bible alone. 
Yeah, you really could. You can throw in some uh, historical background, too, to make yourself look real good. But uh, basically, uh, the Bible itself will help to answer this particular question that I'm about to throw out to the radio audience right now. All right? And that is, how were the books of the Bible selected and compiled? How were the books of the Bible selected and compiled? What was the process okay, that, were, that the Bible went through and the church went through deciding what manuscripts would be included in the Bible? What criteria did they use in deciding which books to put in the canon? Okay? How did they decide it? Okay? How do we know we've got the right books in our Bible and how did they come into being? When was the Bible the books of the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, accepted to be the Word of God. Do you know? Well, if you do, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. That's my question. That's right. How were the books of the Bible selected and compiled? How were the books of the Bible selected and compiled? Is that an important issue? You better believe it, because all of the religions of the world have their own Bibles. The Buddhists have their documents. The Hindus have theirs. Okay? All over the place. Okay? Jehovah Witnesses made up their own. Okay? So if ours, uh, which we claim, okay, which we claim is the only book that is inspired by God, then how are the books of the Bible selected and compiled? Now, I think this question can be answered by using biblical material. I think it be, can be also can be answered by using outside material. But we do need your call. And that number is open right now, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. So I'm wondering, what are you waiting for? You can become an instant scholar for today by getting my question, oh, just halfway right. That's right, and, and being brave enough to call and not be a chicken. Number to call is area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Any question you have about the Word of God is welcome here. However, the question on the table, how were the books of the Bible selected and compiled? Okay. How, when did we know? that the books that we have in the Bible were and are the inspired words of God. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And also, any question that you have about the Bible is welcome here. Now, remember, when I say question, that is what I mean. If you have a question that you want to ask me and get an answer from me for, your call is welcome. Uh, this is not a debate forum because that takes a lot of time and all we've got is an hour. But I am willing and ready to talk to anyone about the Bible extensively. In fact, you can even come and see me by appointment if you like. And all you have to do is dial the number, area code 313-933-9270. That's area code 313-933-9270. Dial Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching uh, Ministries. Uh, 
from the hours of, let's say, 11 to about uh, 1 o'clock. You can make an appointment to see me, and it's no problem at all. I'll be glad to sit down and talk with you. All right, the number to call here, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Tom in Detroit, see what's on his mind. Hello, Tom. Hi. Uh, Yeah, I've been hearing an advertisement on your sister station over there about the uh, Prophet to America. He's got a free book online, you know, free download. I haven't, you know, checked it out. But I was just wondering if you heard of him or, you know, read his book or anything. No, I haven't heard of him. Prophet Prophet to America. No. Yeah, that's what he's calling himself. He's talking about, and they have the uh, advertisement says, uh, is the hedge taken away? God's hedge, uh, you know, taken away from America. And I think it's talking about the uh, uh, scandemic that, you know, is going on right now. Well, what happens is, you know, you get a, a lot of people that will say things. But, Tom, if you know anything about me at all, uh, anything that I believe has to somehow be based on some kind of clear scripture. We've had storms. In other words, when we look at this pandemic, right, what folks don't know and what they can, well, some people do. Don't let me say that. But all you have to do is look up the 10 worst pandemics, and you'll find that we've had a, a number of them. This is just one of them, and it's not necessarily the worst in our past history. So uh, definitely well, it's bad, yeah, but to tie it in, but to tie Jeremiah it in with something, to, but to tie it in with something that is biblically going on, uh, uh, I don't think we can say that. Now you said I was Jeremiah. looking at Jeremiah 25. I just thought it was interesting that uh, Jeremiah's date uh, was supposed to be handing out the uh, cup of uh, God's fury, and then some of the nations said, "Well, they wouldn't drink it," you know, and then God said, "Well, they're going to drink it." But you know, it, it's kind of now how they're going all these through all these uh, uh, different things where you know they're trying to escape this, uh, you know, this virus and you know it seems to me it's just you know it's just a rebranding of the flu but yeah i guess that's just me well what i'm what i uh, what happens is not just the flu but as i told you there have been at least 10 of them pandemics similar to this some of them originating in asia as well the uh, the plague the black flu i mean all you gotta do is google it and you'll see millions were killed the same way and somehow we came through those, and uh, we're going to come through this, I believe. Uh, definitely, the world has been uh, plagued with sin and sickness and disease and earthquakes and all those things ever since man fell into sin. So I have no uh, problem with uh, uh, acknowledging what's going on. The problem I have is trying to say that something in the Bible, that this is the tribulation period, blah, blah, blah. If the Bible does not lead me in that direction, then I can't go there. I can't just say because we have a disaster, that means we're in the tribulation. Some can, but of course that means that the emphasis is non-biblical. Listen, I thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. So I've answered one question that nobody asked me, actually. But do I think that what we're going through now is the tribulation? No, I do not. I do not think so. We've had at least 10. Look it up. You can see it right on uh, YouTube. At least 10 pandemics where millions were killed, went through the same kind of thing. All of them have different names. In fact, I may bring my list of them and read them to you. Uh, So I know Jesus did tell us uh, one thing we know, that things are not going to get uh, better. Things in our world and in our society are going to get worse and worse. 
as we head towards the tribulation that is coming. But uh, it's not here yet. It's not here then yet. Uh, but definitely, uh, Jesus did tell us that uh, what, and what in the Bible it talks about is in terms of our birth pains, right? Over here, for instance, in Matthew chapter 24, where uh, the question was asked, in fact, in verse 3, Matthew 24 and 3, and he said, Upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? They answered very clearly to him. And Jesus answered and said unto them, uh, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. We're hearing that now. China, Iran, you name it. Wars and rumors of wars. Our relationship with China now is not what it uh, used to be, blah, blah. Iran, are they trying to get nuclear weapons? Here we go. It says, uh, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For a nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences, right? And earthquakes in diverse places. But notice, he doesn't say all these are the tribulation period. No, in verse 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows, okay? okay? So then he continues to go on and talk about some other stuff. So I do believe that we're in the beginning of sorrows, uh, and uh, Jesus tells us that. But that's still not the seven-year tribulation, not according to how uh, the Bible breaks it out. Okay? And so that becomes a thing for us to focus on. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Detroit, talk to Jacqueline, see what's on her mind. Hello, Jacqueline. Hello. Um, I, I called call Monday regarding the... Um Ecclesiastics, and we were going to discuss it Tuesday. However, I wasn't able to, you know, call, and I was wondering if you had discussed it. I sure did, and I was looking for you. <laughs> I know. You know what? And I read it, but um, I just want to say that I did get the clarification that the beasts are um, like people who continue to... Um, you know, from what I read, uh, you know, the way I understand it, after reading 1 and 2, is that the beasts are those who are still, their spirits are um, vexed, and, you know, that they continue to be the eye, you know, what they do. And no, it's not I tell like you what. An animal beast. No, Am okay. I on the right track. No, you're not. Actually, the beasts. Oh, okay. Yeah, the beasts are beasts. They are animals. Yeah, they're actually animals. Yeah. And what we pointed out last time, and we'd be glad to go over it again for you, Jacqueline. Uh, can you hang on? Yes. All right, everyone. We've got Jacqueline with us. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. It's back to school time. So whether your kids will be back at school wearing masks or you're keeping them at home, 
one thing will stay the same. Back to school is expensive. So let us help. Enter the back to school sweepstakes. You could win $2,500 to help pay for school supplies and kids' clothing. Then your school gets an additional $2,500. Go to faithtalkdetroit.com to enter the back to school sweepstakes to win $2,500. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com. In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, For God country, the Christian case for Trump. Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and has been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Ronald Reagan and perhaps all of U.S. history. In Forgotten Country, Reed pushes back against left-wing evangelicals trying to shame Christians into turning against Trump revealing how liberals hope to reverse President Trump's pro-religious freedom policies, why President Trump is the most pro-Israel president in history, and why that should matter to all Christians in America. With first-hand personal and professional anecdotes from Dr. Reed's decades of work with President Trump, Forgotten Country is required reading in this election year, and for every conservative Christian. Forgotten Country, The Christian Case for Trump, the new book by Dr. Ralph Reed, published by Regnery, available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies. With every Everything in our toolkit working for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan. Find out more about Salem Surround at SalemSurroundDetroit.com. That's SalemSurroundDetroit.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, good to be here, and good to have uh, Jacqueline back with us, who asked that dynamic uh, question last time, dealing with the book of Ecclesiastes, and how it seemed to indicate that uh, uh, there was no difference between uh, uh, an animal and a human being. All right, so why would the Bible say something like that? Is that true? Well, Jacqueline, you still with us? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, I'm as, here. As I pointed out last time. Uh, Pastor Moss, can I just say this one thing? Sure. Real quick. Mm-hmm. It, after reading that, and then I read the whole chapter 3, and in verse 18, 318, it said, I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men that God might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. Uh-huh. And so there are other um, metaphors of beasts in the Bible. Uh-huh. For example, when um, Paul said that he fought the beasts of Ephesus. Yeah, he's talking about uh, men then. First, pardon me? Yeah, he was talking about men then. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. But um, so 
they when um well Solomon wrote that um God might manifest them and that they might see that the they themselves are beasts. Okay, well let me let me uh, add something this uh, to this here, all right? Okay, go ahead. Where in Ecclesiastes where you are is in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 17. I said in my heart God shall judge the righteous and the wicked for there is for there is time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men that God might manifest them, that they might see that they themselves are beasts. Now, he didn't mean that they were like dogs and cats, but that they right. were on the same. In other words, he's saying that that man is the same as beasts. Okay? Right? Right. Okay. okay, so that's where he's at. Then verse 19 says, For what befalleth the sons of men befalls beasts. Even one thing befalls them. As the one dies, so dies the other. Yea, they all have one breath, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast for all his vanity. So right here, he writes that man has no pre- he is not any better than an animal, right? And then, I mean, but we go on down. But, but, but wait a minute, I'm not finished. I got I to gotta have you oh, answer okay, that question. But when he says man hath no preeminence above a beast for all his right. vanity, then he says at verse 20, all go unto one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to the dust again. Then verse 21, who knows the spirit of man that goes upward and the spirit of the beast that goes downward to the earth? Then verse 22, wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for this is his portion, who shall bring him to see what it shall be after. So what he's saying is, just as an animal dies and goes into the ground, so does a man, right? Exactly, but um, I mean, well, however, in 21, it also says the spirit of the beast. And the spirit of the man. Who knows the spirit of so man that a, goes upward? Now, we know, but here's the thing. We know that the spirit of man goes upward, right? Right. Where do we know that from? Oh, well, we well, we know that um, from just when um, Jesus come and, well, what, um, wait, no, absent from the body is... Um, there you go, Second Corinthians chapter 8, right? And also yeah. over in Luke 23, where Jesus uh, says, uh, this day, he told the, uh, the, the thief on the cross of him, mm-hmm. this way shall thou be with me in paradise. And Jesus said, uh, told the Lord to receive his spirit. So what you've got to understand here, and here's the hard thing to get about it, in Ecclesiastes, God is inspiring Solomon to write as a natural man who doesn't know anything about God. In this book, right. the theme of this book is to show what it's like to be in a world without God. Okay? In fact, it explains itself in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, where he starts right. out saying in verse 1, The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Israel, or Jerusalem, I'm sorry. Vanity of vanities, mm-hmm. says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Mm-hmm. What profit hath a man of all his labor which he takes under the sun? Okay, If it's under the sun, and he's focusing on things under the sun, what is he looking at? He's looking at on this earth. The earth, you got it. Verse 13, he says, I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven, not in heaven. Not about people dying, believing in Christ and going to heaven, or like the Old Testament says, no, he's looking at the earth as if there was no God and let you know how bad it is. He says, I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travel, travail 
hath God given to the sons of men to be exercised thereof. So he's writing, and so from a man's natural point of view, if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in the Bible, you think an animal and a man are the same. But what happens is, uh, that's how it looks just from man's point of view and not looking at it uh, from the point of view that the, uh, uh, that the, the Bible gives us. Okay? Uh, now, we know that because over in Matthew chapter 12, here's what Jesus says, all right? Okay. In verse 11, and he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? Then verse 12, how much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, okay. it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. So in other words, he's right here, he's letting you know, men, a man is better than a sheep. We're above animals, right? We're right. made in the image of God. They are not. In Ecclesiastes, he's writing to let you know what life is like without any belief in God. He ends by uh, going right back to where Jesus is. At about chapter 11, you know, remember the Creator in the days of thy youth. But Ecclesiastes is a deep book. Oh, okay, I got you. So is Solomon saying that um, the beast has a spirit? Not necessarily what we know, you know, as far as God did not breathe into the animal. Right, man was not made in the image of God, right? But here he says, over in Ecclesiastes, he says what happens to a man happens to an animal. That's not true. But that is true if you're looking at the world without God. That's exactly what Ecclesiastes is doing. He is showing you, uh, God is divinely showing us what life is like if there is no God. If there's no God, then animals and man, you can treat them the same. uh, Exactly. Okay, I I understand now. Especially since you're saying it's pretty much from his perspective of what he didn't know that would come you know, later on. Okay, I, I understand. Yeah. Now, in fact, Solomon uh, uh, knew these things because he, you know, of course, there was divine revelation out before, uh, even before his time. But he is intentionally writing this, okay, to show you what it's like just to live as a carnal person because he had a lot of carnality in his life to show you how exactly. just living in, uh, for things that are under the sun, not, not looking at heaven and what God has provided, how bad and warped your view can be. It's towards the end of the chapter till he takes us right back to where we should be. But it does, it's a, it's a potent message that without God, we are no different than animals or anything else. Without God's revelation, life is worthless. Basically, oh, if you read the last few chapters of Ecclesiastes, he show you dying, your teeth falling out, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's some kind of book. But what I really like is where in um, chapter 1, verse 18, you know, people say wisdom, but it say. For in much wisdom is much grief, and and it just shows, you know, to me it just shows that um, he's saying that, you know, when we have, when we think that we have too much wisdom, that we grieve ourselves. Well, if all you have is worldly wisdom, then Mm -hmm. that's exactly right. That's what he's talking about. Worldly wisdom is not, look at all the wisdom we have now. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about biblical wisdom. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact... All the wisdom we have now, and we have not been able to stop wars or anything. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. And, well, yeah. I, I'm glad you told me to, you know, to read it to connect it to three because you know you read um, Ecclesiastics and it sounds, you know, a lot of people just like to say a season. You know, there's a season for this and a season. But um, he really condemns what we do. 
Yeah, he's writing in Ecclesiastes. He starts chapter two. There's mm -hmm. a lot of eyes in there. That's right. And he's writing about what it's like to be on earth. God is wanting us to know Mm -hmm. what it's like to be on earth without thinking about God and no divine revelation. Thank you, Jacqueline. Appreciate your call. All right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, That's why, friends, hermeneutics is so very, very important. We need to know what the themes of books are. Often that's kind of revealed in the first chapters or two. uh, And what is the perspective that's being taken by them? Without that, some areas of Scripture can be very, uh, very uh, misleading indeed in our minds. All right, but Scripture interprets Scripture. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And Eli's here. Eli, he's a new technician. He's sitting there with his, his arms crossed because I've told him what a great audience you guys are, how smart you are, and not a single person has the nerve to call and deal with my challenge. Can't be. Oh, I want to hide my eyes and not even look at Eli as he watches nobody call to deal with this simple question, and that is concerning uh, the scriptures, right? How do we know that we have the right books in our Bible, okay? How do we know? How were the books of the Bible selected and compiled? When were they considered to be the Word of God? That shouldn't be too hard, because I know that any, any of you that are listening to this program right now You believe that the Bible is the Word of God. You believe that it's inspired by Him. All right. Then all I asked you to do was to uh, tell me, because people will ask you this question, okay? Uh, Muslims will ask you this question. Buddhists will ask you this question. What are you going to say? How were the books of the Bible selected and compiled? When did Scripture become recognized as Scripture? Do you know? Can you answer that question? Because it's going to come at you. It most certainly will. And will you be ready? Okay. And if you say, well, I don't think about it. I don't care about being ready. Uh, you know, uh, that, that's just kind of too much work for me. I don't know if you want to say that uh, because there's something that we are, uh, are told here in the Bible. This is in First Peter chapter 3, right? And at verse 15, where it says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. That's what he says. 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. That's the command. You think that's just written to seminarians and seminary graduates and stuff? No, it's written to the whole body of Christ. Uh, The job of those who uh, uh, get more education is to release that on the people so that we can be soldiers that can defend the word of God. So that's what 1 Peter 3.15 is saying. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. What is the answer to the question, right? Uh, How can you know that the books you have are correct, okay? How were the books of the Bible selected and compiled? That's the question. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We're going to go to Wendy, Shelby Township, where I used to stay. How you doing, Wendy? Hi, Pastor Moss. Good. Thank you. I just love Shelby. Used to be there for a while. Great little, great little place. Nice. 
Well, Pastor Moss, your answer to your question, and I hope I have this right. Okay. The books of the Bible were obviously inspired by the Holy Spirit, and they were put together and by the councils. They were canonized by the councils, the, you know, different centuries, the Council of Nicene and et cetera. Hmm. But um, obviously it was the Holy Spirit's inspiration. All right. And you know what, Wendy? I like the way you say it was obvious, you know, and it is so obvious to us, so you're strong yeah. on that. But so, uh, so let me ask you this question. So what you're saying is that we had to wait for the councils to meet before we, did, we knew <laughs> that the Bible was the Word of God. Well, Jesus, obviously, when he preached, he preached out of the Old Testament. So there were the scrolls put together, the Pentateuch or the Torah, back when Moses did that. And then, you know, the, the, the prophets would write, Jeremiah, Daniel, they would write everything down, as well as David and the Psalms. So you remember, well, obviously you do, um, Josiah, when he was cleaning out that temple, do you remember he found the scrolls? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you know, there's the books of the Bible. So I know they were put together as the prophets wrote them. Well, here's the question, they... though. When were they accepted as Scripture? <sighs> well, Jesus accepted them as Scripture when he walked the earth for the Old Testament. But for us, I would have to say the first century. Well, they wrote them in the first century, so, and the second. So, ah, uh, they're... <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would think at the councils. Am I right? Well, so so then are you saying then before the councils, then they, they weren't the Word of God? No, 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 no. That was just the, you know, the man's authorization. But no, they were the Word of God. They, uh, you know, even at the time, because, you know, Moses wrote the, those five, so they have to be back when they were written, as they were written. You know, the, the priests um, well, read well, from them. Well, at, what you're saying so far, now, it, it sounds good, Wendy, from Shelby Township. <laughs> and, and you know mm-hmm. me, I, I hope it's good, and it might be true, but, but you know the name of this program, right? It's called Bible Talk. Yeah. So, therefore, where can you go in the Bible to prove your position? Because it's not the councils. And you're saying that first no. you said that's what it took. Now you're backing away from it. You, I would, you're doing like Michael Jackson. You're moonwalking back. <laughs> well, I, I want to go back. What comes to me is when, when Jesus was tempted by Satan and he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. They were already, you know, that was put together. And he was quoting out of Deuteronomy. So that was Now you're old, right. Old, you're old. right. That is, you, you, know. you, you, that is some good evidence. Right there he's quoting. Right. In fact, he used the Bible to refute the devil right there. Yes. But is yes. that all you got? Well, I'll let you finish it off. You're the pro, but I just wanted to give you my two cents. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. And maybe you got us started. Listen, I thank you for your call. You're a brave lady. You're welcome. Thank you, Pastor Moss. All right. Can any of the rest of you be brave? Can any of you help Wendy? Okay. First, she started with the councils. That's where a lot of people go. Not good enough. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. You said what now? In addition to listening to us on 91.7 well, FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live yeah. on Radio.com. Yeah. <laughs> Just go to Radio.com, tap the news talk, and scroll down to WLPE Faith Talk. It says it's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun. 
Sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. As America sits at a standstill, God is calling his people to action, to spread hope, light, and truth. If you've ever felt the tug to share your story by writing a Christian book, now is the time to embrace the stillness and put pen to paper. Join us now at ChristianAuthors.com, where we're linking arms with believers to heed the Great Commission and get Christian books into the hands of readers. That's ChristianAuthors.com, where we're amplifying truth to see lives changed. Get your free guide to Christian publishing today at ChristianAuthors.com. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Foundation House Ministries in Cleveland, Tennessee, is only six years in the making, yet they've marked a significant milestone. It's a safe, nurturing, and mentoring environment for women facing an unexpected pregnancy, and they recently welcomed their 100th expectant mother. The heart of the ministry is to teach young women how past trauma can affect future decisions and how to use this knowledge to improve their lives. The young mothers and their babies typically stay from six months to a year and receive assistance with jobs and personal growth. Suzanne Burns, the founder, has big plans for helping women. Foundation House shows how God can place a passion on one heart to accomplish amazing things for his kingdom. For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Any question or inquiry you have about the Word of God is open and welcome here. All you've got to do is call that number, and time is going by so swiftly. Please take advantage of it. All you've got to do is call. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. The question on the table had a, a lovely sister calling from Shelby Township and gave a uh, answer dealing with the councils. And it's not that what she said uh, is not usable, uh, uh, and, and, and it did have some merit. But the question is, how did we know when the Bible was the Word of God? In other words, uh, uh, when was it acknowledged that the books that we have in the Bible were inspired by God and Scripture. She said the councils. 
And I'm saying that there's something that happened even before the councils took place. Now, she did say something good because she's so right and it's so, so amazing where we have Jesus dealing with the devil and uh, he's quoting Deuteronomy back and forth. So already he knew it was the word of God. But is there anything else? Before we even get into the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Ephesus, all the councils, all right, which are explored in church history, um, uh, what other, when were the documents accepted as it being inspired? How does the Bible help us with that? Okay, if you know, if you think you know, start dialing. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Marshall, a friendly neighborhood apologist. Going to talk to Michael in Detroit. Hello, Mike. Hey, Pastor Mark. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Good. What you got for me? Um, I have a question in the Gospel of John about um, who's that disciple that went with Mary to the to the um, tomb where Jesus was buried in in John chapter twenty or down the twenty I guess at the beginning of the chapter. Okay, so uh, in terms of who, okay, so who ran with uh, with at verse oh starting looking at the whole chapter you're looking at huh? John chapter twenty. Uh huh. Where it says, then, uh, here in, in John 20 and 2, then she runs and comes to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them that uh, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher and we know not where they have laid him. Peter, therefore, went forth and the other disciple uh, which came to the uh, sepulcher. So they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. Okay. Uh, the other disciple who was there was, in fact, John. So it was oh, Peter. Was John? Yeah, that was John. So Peter and oh, John. Oh, okay. Yeah, and John is called the uh, beloved one. Okay. Uh, okay. I had another question. Um, how close can you be to God? I mean, if you can you reach your Bible a lot, can you read the Bible a lot, bring you closer to God? Well, not so much the reading, but definitely the obeying and the following of what the Bible says. So, yes, reading your Bible, since it uh, tells you, it lays out uh, uh, how you should live your life in a way that's pleasing to God, for sure. Okay, that's exactly what Scripture does, right? Uh, because that's okay. what it, it promises to do, and it tells us uh, about that over in Second uh, uh, Timothy uh, 3.16. So when you're reading your Bible, buddy, you got it going on. Okay? And if you read your Bible, one thing uh, is sure. The more you read your Bible, when you talk to people, you're going to ask them to show you where they got things in the Bible before you're going to believe them. Okay? Uh, because, uh, because that's what happens. It, uh, it, it causes you to stay away from error. Uh, this verse here, my favorite verse of the Bible, by the way, is this, where it says in 2 uh, uh, Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. See, so it gives you, it does all these things, it reproves, it corrects, and it gives you instruction in righteousness, how to live righteously before God. Then it says at verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So you keep reading that Bible, buddy. Okay, Pastor Moore. All right, thank you. Thank you. 
All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now you guys are calling. That's what I like as we get down to the last 15 minutes of our program with our challenge. Let's go to uh, Romulus, and uh, let's talk to um, uh, Terrell. All right, here we go. Hey, Ralph. Hi, Pastor Moss. How you doing, buddy? um, I'm doing good. Good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when, um, what council, I'm thinking Trent. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all all the books of the New Testament are letters. And so they started when the apostles um, started thinning out, dying, being killed. Um, people had these letters, and they held on to them, and they would take them around and read them to other churches, but they held on to them. And so they started meeting, and they would let other people copy their letters, and that way they'd get distributed. So they, they started meeting in these councils, and everyone, every so many years, would come up, and they'd all bring their letters that they had, and then people would copy the letters to take back to where they were, and they would circulate around. And uh, well, after, well, Raph, you're doing a wonderful job on explaining the circulation of the letters and writings of the uh, apostles. But the question is, when were they uh, uh, accepted as scripture? I think it was about three hundred. So you're telling me uh, that no one knew that the uh, words that they were reading, the letters they were reading, uh, were Scripture until 300 A.D. Yeah, well, you know, there were letters from the apostles, and there's 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 a lot of them. There's I know, but Rev, I'm saying, know, and you see, there's there, they, they there's more than what's in the Bible, but at around 300, there had become um, they they had sat down and they had, they decided to look at them. And they came up with some criteria um, that they would sort out and try to put together uh, a collection of them. So once again, Ralph, so what you're telling me, I just want to get clear from you, that the writings of Scripture uh, were not accepted as Scripture until about 300 A.D. Before then... They were... You know, they weren't... Uh, That's a long well, time. Yeah, they weren't a book. They were accepted. There was all these letters, and there's more than what we have. Okay, well, um, I'll tell you what. Hang on. Ralph, can you hang on? we got to take a break. Will you hang on? Sure. Talking about? We're going to hang on with Ralph. We're gonna, we'll be right back. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. A giant has fallen. J.I. Packer, the great theologian, has died at 93. Packer was spiritually listless as a boy. When he went to Oxford for university, everything changed. His conversion happened at an evening service at St. Aldate's Anglican Church in 1944. Initially, he was bored. Then Packer awoke spiritually. He knew he needed to come into Christ and did. On an unremarkable evening, the modern church gained one of her greatest voices. Packer was linked with D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, Christianity Today, Regent College, and the ESV Bible. He became a one-man publishing house for a brand of 20th century theology that was reformational, biblical, cross-centered, and surprisingly experiential. His book, Knowing God, is a classic. But Packer was no retiring flower. He wrote at full sail with all hands to arms. He walked with God, taught us to know God, and then he was caught up to heaven. 
we honor him. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, impacting policy decisions today, preparing public leaders for tomorrow. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call 1-800-793-8548. That's 1-800-793-8548. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. For the call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Diane, you hang on. Still talking to Ralph. How you doing, Ralph? How you doing? Good, good. I'm still now, here. Now, okay, I'm glad you're here. So you said there were some other Gospels? Well, there were other letters. And we know that from reading these letters, they talk about, you can tell that they're talking about, well, I sent you a letter before. Uh, uh-huh. Paul says, you know. Mm-hmm. So we know there was more than these. And, when were, when, when were those written? Are, so we don't we don't have them though, right? You're saying we don't some have. Some we them. don't have. Some we do. Which ones? They're not part of the scripture, though. But if they're they, not part they, of the scripture, have, if they let me ask you this: if they're not part of the scripture, are they inspired by God? You know, they were written by the apostles. Which ones? So I think. Uh, Thomas. Oh, the Gospel of Thomas? Yeah. So, okay. Know, well, you know that Gospel, the Gospel of, Let me ask you, though. You mentioned the Gospel of Thomas. That particular Gospel says, in the Gospel of Thomas, it says uh, that Jesus said, if you split the wood, I am there. If you break the rock, I am there. And it has um, uh, Jesus speaking from uh, from his cradle. From a what? From his cradle, actually speaking. But you don't find mentioned in the synoptics at all. No. So no, in other words, no. yeah. And, 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 and so and so we do have so we so we do have a warning. 
okay, a very strong wrong yeah. warning that comes to us. And we, and we have writings, you know, I mean, these, these are writings that, and, and, you know, there was things that came out, you know, and, and it's probably just like um, it is even today. People copy things that don't get them right. But, but, but Ralph, here's and what we got to consider. we got to remember this, that in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul gives us a severe warning. The Gospels that you're mm-hmm. talking about are known quite well in scholarship. You're talking about the Gnostic Gospels, discovered yep. in Egypt in about 1948. They were written in the second century. All of the New Testament documents that were already written in the first century. Okay, so in, that, in right. fact, the Gospels you're talking about, like Philip and, and uh, Peter, so-called, they have no history, just sayings. Okay, and Hinduism is taught in uh, the Gospel of Thomas. In fact, Paul warned us in Second uh, uh, Thessalonians chapter two. He says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind nor troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor, nor by letter, as from us, that the day of Christ is at hand. So they warned that after the, the, they finished that there would come doctrines that would claim to be false. That's why it's so important to nail down exactly uh, when the, the uh, word of God was established in Scripture. All right, I want to thank you, Ralph. I got to go because I got someone else on the line, but you have given us some valuable uh, things to explore. But still, he did not answer the question in terms of when was Scripture accepted as Scripture. So let us go to Diane in Commerce and see what she's got. Hello, Hello. Diane. Yes. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, Well, Pastor Moss, the only reason I know some of these answers are because you're such an excellent teacher, and I've learned it from you. (laughs) Well, well, thank you. That will get you everywhere. (laughs) So I know, I know, uh, well, there's there's, uh, three things uh, that I can add to. Um, First of all, um, I'm talking about mostly about the New Testament. Okay. Is that um, the... The Old Testament, the, the books that were quoted by the apostles uh-huh. and by Jesus himself were considered to be scripture. And um, I, I'm looking for it right now. I think it must be in First Peter or Second Peter. You're, hot as, you're Peter, hot as a potato. Peter talked about the letters that Paul wrote and called them scripture. And that was during the time they were being written. Give her an applause right there. You can work in applause. Diane from Commerce. <laughs> well, and in, also in um, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, Peter writes, We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we were told about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Yep, and so the writers of the New Testament actually, you know, were, were eyewitnesses of Christ and um, apostles and and that. So, All you right. know, it's, I there's say, more than one reason why. Right. In other um, words... Can, can you tell me what verse that is that Peter... I sure will, because you, okay. you were right on it. What you quoted also from uh, First Peter was good. But what you've just established is this, and this is the important point, that the scriptures were known to be the word of God as soon as they were written. The councils just recognized what already had been accepted. And, your, uh, and the Bible becomes the, the key proof. We're talking about Second Peter chapter 3, verse 15. And it, it is an awesome scripture where Peter writes, An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, 
even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable wrist or twist, as they do also the other scriptures. So he is comparing Paul's writings to the other scriptures. That means that Paul wrote scripture as well. He says, unto their own destruction. And uh, basically, uh, uh, he told the, uh, the church, he writes to the church and tells them that the apostles and the prophets both wrote inspired scripture. In fact, he said, uh, notice that uh, you have to listen to the apostles just like you listen to the prophets. So, uh, so you got it. Yeah, that's that's really okay, the answer. Okay, well, I learned that from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. We appreciate okay, your thank call. Thank you. Bye. All Bye. right. And uh, there's other scriptures, though, also that we're going to uh, go into on this to prove it. The councils did nothing, understand, but recognize what had been done. They recognized that what they were receiving was the word of God. They're not the ones who were inspired. It was They were inspired by God as soon as they were written. So we've got to elaborate more on this, which we will, because there's some other scriptures as well. Peter knew uh, uh, this uh, from what he said over in Second Peter uh, chapter 3, very key pa- place. Paul also, 1 Corinthians 14, acknowledged that the letters that he wrote were the word of God. So we're going to deal with this. And as always, I'm going to throw something else in there to kind of, you know, kind of mess it up a bit to get us to think a little bit more. (laughs) But definitely knowing that the Bible is the word of God, knowing that it is the only book on the planet that is, then we need to be very careful in dealing with it. We should make sure that we uh, learn all we can about it uh, because definitely the scriptures, the Bible is the word of God. All right, more could be said, but my time is running out, and the technician is looking, he's counting. Uh, I want to let you know if you enjoy uh, this uh, radio show, we enjoy bringing it to you. We ask that you send those donations to P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We'd appreciate it very much. God bless your friends. We'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.